I believe in inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot, I've done a lot, and I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team. What's up, what's up? This your boy Lavelle D. Munger, your host for Vail's World Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in to another impeccable episode. Yeah, I'm expanding my vocabulary. We're glad to have you all here. But before we get started, make sure y'all follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Vail's World Podcast. If you would like to sponsor or be a guest on an upcoming episode, feel free to send us an email at Podcast at ldmonger.com. Let's get on with the show. Today's good read, Outwitting the Devil, The Secret of Freedom and Success by Napoleon Hill. Napoleon Hill has done it again. My first time reading a book by him was Thinking Grow Rich, which was amazing. This book was actually created in 1938. Well, the manuscript, I should say, was written in 1938. His family, friends, they all suppressed the release of this book. They said, no, we're not going to release it. It's bad for the church. It's bad for education. People are going to look at us bad. It's going to diminish your your legacy. We're not going to do it. More than 70 years later, the book was finally released. And what's even scarier is that some of the things that he were talking about then are still relevant to this day. So this conversation with the devil unlocked so many things, saying that in order to not be in controlled by the devil, you must one, fully love who you are and make that a habit where it just happens. Because we create habits of hating ourselves, which leaves space for room and doubt for us to make mistakes. One of the best books I've read in a while. And you all know I read a lot of books. And it reminds me of the simple fact of listening to everyone and having the right questions you really need to progress in life. Make sure y'all read Outwitting the Devil, The Secret of Freedom and Success by Napoleon Hill. If you all like this book or y'all have a book selection, make sure y'all hit us up on Vail's World. Make sure y'all hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Vail's World Podcast. Shoot us an email at Vail's World Podcast at ldmonger.com. What's popping? So the last couple of days, we had the BET Soul Train Awards. And yes, it brought back the old funky days with a nice performance by Bruno Mars and Anderson. They killed it. And they are one of the best duos out right now. Honestly, I can't even tell you any other duo that's out. So they killing it. They got the album. They got the visuals. They got the singles. They are killing it. So salute them boys. Maxwell, he accepted the Living Legend Award. Y'all know that's my dog. Ashanti accept the Lady of Soul Award, which is great, man. It's been a great couple years for her. The Millennial Tour. She's been making appearances on Versus. She's happy. Like, I'm proud of her. I'm happy she's receiving her roses now. Pam and Gina, they performed, and it was great, man. I remember them being on Martin. I remember them being on House Party. They are just such talented women. 
act, dance, sing. And it was great for them to remind the world that they still got it. And DJ Cassidy, he did it again with another wonderful pass. The mic had a soulful banger. Like, it was it was crazy, man. So make sure y'all tune in. Y'all know BT. They go show it over and over and over and over and over again. Now that we got streaming, y'all can watch it. So tap in, support the culture. And yeah, man. Over the last week, so I had something just came to my brain. I don't like telling everybody this, but it was a dream. Uh, I usually have dreams about stuff, and you got to wake up and just start writing stuff down. So I was able to knock out 10 pages of a business plan for Black Fashion Week Orlando. And I was calling people, sharing it with others, and just trying to get some get some feedback, get some vibes and see where this was at. Cause I'm, I'm a visionary. So I would just be seeing stuff and be like, Oh my God, it can work. So make sure that, Hey, is this realistic? One of the people that was in my dream was Justin Williams from JW podcast, the black and bougie podcast, which is the, the black and bougie experience. I hit him up and he was like, Little bro, man, I was just thinking about this for like a couple weeks. I was like, man, that's probably why you was in my dream. So what it consists of is a week of events centered around fashion, art, and music, because I know they go hand in hand as an anthropologist. And I have a pro fight that has done it in a similar market. And when I say similar market, you don't necessarily think of Orlando as like a fashion capital or fashion mecca as the Base between Miami and Atlanta, especially for black culture. And that's similar to St. Louis. We're between, yeah, we just by Chicago. So seeing seven years later how strong is still there and, and established as a staple for the city, I know that's something we can bring to Orlando. So I called him and I tell him, because before the fashion show part happened, when I was with Justin, it was a planning session and it was me, T. Moore, and Virgil. So when I wake up and text him this, he's like, yeah, man, just keep me in the loop. Let's try to make this happen, you know, with or without Virgil. A couple days later, the information surfaced that Virgil died from cancer. At 41 years old, the first black artistic director of Louis Vuitton menswear. You never know what people are battling. Like the most we hear Virgil name is fashion and Kanye West on his outburst. And now he's gone. And it wasn't like a gradual, like we knew what was going on. I was like, hey, he's here. They posting stuff from his page and now he's gone. And the fact that he was in my dream for this vision solidifies even more. And I'm telling you, I'm not kidding. Like I text my, my profite this as soon as I woke up. And that's what it say. I had no idea that two days later we will lose one of the fashion icons of our generation, the Dapper Dan of my generation. So that made me kickstart, that put fire under me to really put this vision into light. And don't hold off, don't leave it in a, the iPad notes. Don't leave it in my brain. Don't make this be one of those I should have or I could have moments. So we got the website, we filed the articles of corporation. So in a couple weeks, months, however long it's gonna take, Black Fashion Week Orlando will be incorporated as a 501c3. And within the next two years, stay tuned and look forward to the best black fashion week ever. Because that's how I'm feeling. It's going to be lit. R.P. Virgil, thank you for appearing in my dream. Thank you for opening up pathways for a young creator to create. Thank you for your indirect direction and guidance. 
And it's about to be lit, man. We're going up. So, yeah, as usual, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Vales World Podcast. Let us know what's popping with you. Or you can comment what's popping with me in my world. Shoot us an email at Podcast at ldmonger.com. Now to the hot topic. We tend to project how we do, what we do, and when we do on others. Because I would react this way, you should as well. Because I feel this way, you should as well. Because I do it this way, you should as well. But in reality, we all have different hows and what's and when we do shit. So because we feel in some way, because we'll do something a certain way, doesn't mean it's the only way. It doesn't mean that's how that person meant for it to be done. Sometimes there are some positive and validation that happen with these projecting, like when we're projecting on others. Everything not wrong. Everything not bad. But then there's these the, the toxic projecting where it makes you feel and, and have a negative impact and result on your life and the lives around you. Got a little story. I know I always keep a story. I Man, I got a text message a couple of days ago from a lady friend and we haven't really been communicating in a while. Had a very awkward-ish fall outing type thing. But, you know, it is what it is. It happens to the, to the best of us. So in this exchange of tech it was i miss you i was like you know how can we change that she replied with communication i was like well let's go to the source of where the communication failed at so we can get back to a space where it was fair and i I still had a text message so i just scrolled up and looked back at it and i was like hmm that's interesting like i was feeling in i wasn't in a mood and and i was like well if you wasn't in the mood maybe that's why I perceived your message as if you wasn't in the mood, even after stating that you wasn't in the mood. So I knew where we where we were at. And because you wasn't in the mood and you was feeling whatever way you were feeling, you were projecting that on me, which I was cool. I was perfectly fine. I was all right. I had no heat, no heat, no malice, no beef. I was like, oh, cool. Like I came in here playing and apparently this wasn't a space to play. And you took all that out on me. And I respect when people are not in the mood. We humans. We're not always going to be in the mood. But when your mood gets to a place of communicating and, and, and space, we got to be able to hold ourselves accountable. Like you go off on me. I say, cool. I'm just far back. You know, my bad. And then months later, you ask, oh, man, we, I haven't talked to you in a while. I'm like, do you remember what you said? And yes, I understand that some people, they feel how they feeling in that moment. And that's not forever. But if that's not forever... Again, don't project how you will respond on me because at any point, you know, text me a couple times. It was no heat. It was no malice. All right, what's up? You know, oh, man, glad to hear from you. I, you know, keep up the good work. Keep it pushing. No malice there. At any point, you could have been like, hey, I know the last time we chatted or, you know, a couple times we chatted before I went in a mood because our relationship. I hope you will be open enough to be like, hey. This what was going on. I'm sorry that I, you know, took that out on you. I know that you ain't come in with no malice, no ill intent. I just really wasn't feeling it. And that was on me. And we could have moved on. But no, of course it didn't turn to that. It was more of point fingers. Oh, uh, well, you just took it that way. How am I taking you not being in a mood any other way than you telling me that you wasn't in a mood? Like, okay, I'm, I'm that's how I took it. Like I didn't take it any other way. But because we are used to certain responses and reactions, we assume that it's no way this person can be cool. 
there's no way this person could be okay with what I just said, with what I just did. Because I know if it would have happened to me, I would have reacted A, B, C, and D. That's not always the case. And it's some people that's even worse than that. They'll do some fucked up shit to you. You don't even know. And now they treating you like you did the fucked up shit to them. And you know, they always say someone that always point the finger of someone's wrongdoings are usually the person that's doing the wrong. If you're with somebody and they always saying you cheating and you know, and everybody around you know you're not cheating, maybe they cheating and they're just projecting or they are putting things out there to get validation so they can be okay opposed to just saying, hey, this is what I'm doing. And this is why I'm going to throw it out there to see if y'all doing it, too, because if y'all doing it, too, it can't be too taboo. It can't be too wrong. We, we fishing to have something in common. It becomes toxic when you know you're in a shitty mood and you assume that the people that you interacting with are in the same mood as you or you can't acknowledge you in a shitty mood and, and you don't have accountability of your interactions and you just can't say, hey, I'm in a shitty mood right now. You know, give me a couple minutes, couple weeks, couple months, have a time, you know, have a long that may be, you know, I just like some space until I get out this mood because reality proves that energy isn't created nor destroyed. It's transferred. So we all are humans. We all have the right to have shitty moods. The power comes with our ability to express and apologize to anyone that we may impact it in a process of our shittiness. Because who we are in our shittiest moments is not who we are. I can't apologize for how you feel, but I can apologize for how I was when I was in that moment. And it doesn't always have to be the far bad. I love apologizing for something and somebody be like, oh, no, I went, you know, it's cool, man. But I'm like, nah, bro, I knew I wasn't. I was out of it, bro. I wasn't myself, man, my bad. Because in the inside, that person knows and accepts that unless they're projecting how they feel. Oh, no, nah, man, he can't be sorry for real because I know if I would have did it, I said that ah, we are humans. In some cases, it's hard to be in a bad space and gracefully explain that to others. That's why the follow up needed. Depending on how bad the shitty mood is, you may not even have the capacity to tell somebody, like, give me a minute, give me a week, give me a month. You may not even have that space. And what's meant to happen is going to happen. But when you get out of that space, circling back. Because A plus B doesn't always equal C. I remember I first learned algebra and I thought that was the equation and it wasn't. A plus B can equal anything. And I say that as it pertains to experiences and how we experience each other. We are a product of our past experience, but this experience plus this experience may not always equal the same reaction. We cannot become a slave to our past experience. We are a product of them, but we cannot become a slave of our past experiences. If you're a true master of your fate and the captain of your soul, red flags are important to be aware of. Learning why they are red flags is even more important, right? And that's the thing that people stray away from. You projecting your past experiences on others. So when, when someone say, I love you, and depending on your experience from the person that's saying that will dictate what you just heard. And now the simple, most kind words ever, I love you, isn't being perceived as the person that left the message. 
because the last person that said they love you was abusive, was a manipulator, grew up around toxic relationships. So he, they embodied toxicity. So now you believe there's no way someone can love me because the last person that said they love me, these are the behaviors they exhibit. So I'd rather be unloved to fight off my fears than be loved or allow myself to be loved, allow myself to experience love, allow myself to stop projecting the, my past experience of love on others. They too nice. They an asshole. They don't buy me this. The last person did this and it resulted in that. Time, patience, and grace. More importantly, communication. I'm not telling nobody. I'm not advocating for no one to be with somebody that's abusive, that doesn't respect you, that doesn't love you, that doesn't honor you, regardless of the relationship titles. Because you're a human, that's honestly the bare minimum. We like to talk about bare minimum as being answering the phone and buying me this and doing that. Like, no, the bare minimum is loving, honoring, integrity, the basic stuff, the stuff that everybody can do for free. Let's stop projecting our negative traits, our negative thoughts, our negative experiences on people and lead with more peace and love. And if the people in your life are not worth that, well, guess what? Change the people that are in your life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Join me in my journey to success by following on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Veils World Podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like to address, or you just want to sponsor or feature on an upcoming episode, email me at veilsworldpodcast at ldmonger.com. Veils World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, share, leave a review or a voice message, and more importantly, support. For as little as 99 cents a month, we can take this thing a long way. Love. It's the team.